0: Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud, today's podcast recorded January 8th, 2022. So a couple days ago, it was January 6th, the one-year anniversary of a bunch of MAGA supporters invading the United States Capitol. In hopes of overthrowing democracy. Now, yes, they did look stupid and clownish and idiotic and whatever the fuck on TV, and we're all kind of embarrassed for them. But nonetheless, you know, it, it's a real live movement, you know. It, it's, you know, it's, uh. Yeah. They were attempting to overthrow the will of the people. Now, it's bad enough that we still have the Electoral College. The only reason they even felt they even had some sort of claim is is because of the Electoral College. There was a couple states where it was sort of kind of close, and, they were claim, and their claims of just enough in those particular states would have won them that particular state. But this, Donald Trump still would have lost the popular vote by a massive amount. It wasn't even close in the popular vote. So... Um, you know, if we didn't even have the electoral college, it would have even weakened it even more, of course, if we didn't have the electoral college, being with Donald Trump, never would have became president, so, you know, um, it, especially in this time and day, where there's only two options still, one of them is just, for the most part, by and large, there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, one of the two options just does not care. this creates a problem twofold obviously that option is you know bad you know the republican party is the organization that picked donald trump to be president twice twice they picked him they they nominated him a second time even after he abused his power and was impeached twice most likely will go down as the worst president in history just kind of an an embarrassment of uh unethical and moral and unpresidential behavior, just, you know, abuse of power, was unqualified for the job and should, should have never even got the nomination in the first place. But that nomination really was a pretty strong signal that that particular organization, regardless of what that organization was, that's the other thing, any organization picking Donald Trump to be its leader put serious questions into that organization's you know vetting process it, it, yeah any organization a motorcycle club making Donald Trump its president that would be weird you know uh a real estate advisory group that's you know ha- has a triple a accredited rating and all that kind of stuff if they made Donald Trump, that that would be weird but he's a real estate developer yeah but he's an unethical immoral one who's famous for bankrupting companies and having colossal failures um In the political world, his experience was none. So, um, you know, when an organization picks someone to be their nominee who has zero experience, even when that organization has people within its ranks, especially in the upper levels, with tons of experience, um, it's one of those where they kind of, they do recognize the elephant in the room. Although there are some Republicans that are able to, you know, gain power they are wildly un- unpopular outside of their district and in some cases wildly unpopular in their own state but it's simply because of gerrymandered districts that they're able to get elected because it's they just have to cater to the very specific district that's been carved out for them so that they get to kind of pick who their voters are and this is why the republican party is wildly unpopular they they it's not quite represented as such in the government Um main reason they're unpopular is because they're, they're the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy, through tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations. Most people understand this about that organization and have a wide variety of political allegiances, you know, besides just Democrat. There's, you know, Constitutionalist Party, Green Party, Socialist Party, Libertarian Party. There's all kinds of other organizations behind the Democrats. So there's lots of and lots of people who are not just Democrats who fully understand 100% what the Republican Party is. It's basically not really an option. So you're kind of left with these, the Democrats, which, you know, they leave a lot to be desired, but they're the only other option that's presented. Or these third-party options, which is kind of a, you know, it's kind of like a lotto vote or something, you know, like, maybe here and there some of those third parties win, but until there's, you know, a collective understanding of those folks, you know, there's not really going to be many of them getting into office, so you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, you know. You presented a few options, but, you know, basically two. Might be a few options, but they're basically just two organizations, and, and one of them, one of the organizations, Republican Party, they're the organizations that protects the interests of the wealthy. Now, in order to achieve their goal, they obviously have to convince people to vote for them. Wealthy people know what the Republican Party is. Big corporations and CEOs and execs of corporations, they know exactly what the Republican Party is, which is why many people in that group vote Republican. They're the organization that protects their interests. So they're voting to protect their own interests when they vote Republican you know, tax cuts for myself, you know, tax cuts for the company that, you know, I own so that I can have more money and can spend as I choose. That, that's, you know, that, that is what the Republican Party does, their actual legislation. And then eventually they'll get to other stuff too, the stuff that they talked about in campaigns to convince regular people who are not wealthy and are not CEOs and owners of large companies to vote Republican, and that's the kind of stuff that, you know, is, uh, you know, trying to make bo- abortion illegal, trying to, uh, I don't know, get involved in sports programs, at amateur sports with gender issues and stuff, and, uh, I don't know, also, like, uh, dictating to people what sort of plants are allowed to grow, and, and harsh penalties for those who, you know, grow, sell, or possess said plants. And then also sort of, you know, I don't know, <sighs> although the, I don't think Republican Party talks about that last one as much to get people riled up, but it's a lot of sort of uh, like uh, blaming the other, you know, sort of, so a lot of Republican pundits and politicians running and candidates, it's the Democrats are evil and and that, that's good enough for many working class folks. The Democrats are socialists. So, you know, vote for me i um, not really sure how that particular message works so effectively. Um, a, the Democrats are not socialists. Some sort of, kind of are. They'll even use the word, but they usually use that word and another word with it. So they're not actually, even the ones who describe themselves as some form of favoring a some sort of socialist system. They're not fully socialists, even the ones who describes themselves as such, they're not fully socialist. they're not embracing socialism uh, fully, n- n- no, they, they still want capitalist economy, they're just like me, they want health care as a right and education as a right. They're not socialists, they want health care as a right and education as a right and then plenty of small business and entrepreneurialism within that. And the fact that there's even greater robust room for that kind of stuff. You know, entrepreneurialism, capitalism, if you will, when you have a good, sturdy foundation, fertile ground for that kind of stuff. Healthy, educated workforce uh, tends to create a more robust arena for small business and unique small businesses. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, certainly don't have to embrace socialism to embrace healthcare as a right and education as a right. You, You know, so there's that part of the argument. But then, of course, the other part of the the Democrats are socialist thing that seems to work to convince people to vote Republican is that not even all Democrats are even on board with health care as a right. Uh, There's some Democrats that even support some of the same stuff that Republicans do. Uh, The Democrats are far less of a monolith. Uh, they're they kind of all over the place when it comes to political views and role of government and such and what the priorities of government should be. It's a wide cross-mix of people, yeah, um, because it's democracy of the most diverse country in the history of hum- human civilization. So it's a far more diverse group of people, men and women, black, white all other races and creeds are in there. Yeah, lots of different religions. All kinds of people are in the Democratic Party. So the political views of those people are all over the place. Yeah. Um, so they're basically, they what they are is really just the one counterpoint that we are presented besides voting for the establishment. Yeah. And voting to protect the interest of the already powerful which is what the Republican Party does. Now, how far are certain people with lots of money and power willing to go to maintain their power and affluence? Well, I mean, people got to start using their imaginations more, maybe just using, you know, just a little bit of research. But for some of them, there are no depths. Now, they're willing to do anything to preserve their, the way of life that they become accustomed to and the power that they've accumulated you know are they willing to lie Sure. are they willing to buy media yeah yeah. are there some billionaires willing to front the money to start up a news company let's just call it news corp news corporation which will then create a channel called Fox News which will then run news 24-7 or at least what appears to be news. You know. It has the look of it. You know. It's a guy talking straight into the camera. And there's the little screen in the corner. But the Daily Show is also like that too. But it, So it has that kind of similar setup. And the some of it is more of a nor- normal news setup. So it has that look and feel of news. But it's very biased. In, in the most blatant form. Yeah. Kind of blatant in your face propaganda. You're not going to realize it if you're watching it every single day. Um, n- nope. You're, you're going to think that it's just normal news, and you're going to think that all of this stuff is, all of it is fake. Every single bit of it. Y- yeah. Even when it's coming straight from the horse's mouth type stuff, you know. Um, it's pretty amazing how Fox News is able to manipulate people like, like they do. I mean, there's tens of millions of people that get their source their source of information, how they learn about the world, and what's going on in Washington and stuff is from Fox News and for many they don't have any other outlets that's unfortunate you know it is a fact that Fox News is propaganda it is a fact that it is biased news it, it is telling you how to feel about the information they're presenting it's telling you what to think this is the organization you need to continue to vote for sometimes it's subtle Sometimes it's not so subtle. If, if you watch Fox News every day, guess what organization you're voting for? Nine nine point nine times out of ten, it's the Republican Party, because Fox News is telling you to re- vote Republican, and they're not only and they're using any tactic they can to convince you to do that. And the main one that works the best is telling you how bad the Democrats are. To me, it just seems like a very weak argument because some of the stuff is sort of kind of valid, but it's also, it, it begs the question, well, why not some of the other ones then? What do you do? What are the primary objectives of Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Devin Nunes when he was in power, Jim Jordan, Matt Gaetz? You know, who are those men, primarily men? that run the Republican party there's a few women in there and you know the Kissinger and Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney's daughter seem to be the only Republicans that have been willing to say the truth and their careers have been affected they may not be able to get reelected because they've been honest yep they're going to be punished for being honest and it will most likely this will be their final term yeah, because they're going to get primaried. It's very fascinating. It's it's strange and weird, you know, because uh, Republican Party has just enough people spread out in just the right way across the country, just wrapped around their finger, and they convince them to do anything. I mean, geez, a freaking con man who was famous for being a game show host prior to being president was able to convince his... Most loyal supporters to invade the capital, and he said he would be there with them, but he was just watching it on t v um and then did nothing about it, and just kept on watching on t v and glee for hours as the you know his supporters attacked the Capitol. People died that day. there was assault on police officers breaking and entering, you know just. How fucking stupid you gotta be to try to break into the fucking Capitol on live TV. The fuck is wrong with you? How do you not know that's a fucking crime that you'll pay some sort of penalty for? And even if you don't go to jail for it, you're on national fucking TV. There's no shame yet. Like it, It's going to hit at some point. Like There's going to be, at some point, many of those people are just... And I think some of them, the news has talked to some of them. They've finally started feeling some shame. Some are like drowning in pride. It's crazy. It's amazing how that guy, Donald Trump, of all the people in this country, was able to convince so many people to just go against their own interests. guy was famous for fucking over the very people that w- voted for him you know, working class folk, man, Donald Trump has been fucking over working class people for decades, so many times he would get sued for not paying his bills, and his bills were the people that were doing work for him, you know, one of them was a family owned carpentry company that did all the uh, cabinets for his slot machines at the Taj Mahal Casino, and he just never paid them, so they had to sue him, and he just kept delaying and delaying and delaying, and drawing out their resources until eventually they just had to settle for, you know, obviously less than what he originally promised them. And then Donald Trump just ended up going bankrupt shortly after that anyway, because he mismanaged the casino and appears he may have been involved in basically outright money laundering, you know, but fucking amazing what people can get away with when they're rich and famous. And It's amazing how many positive virtues people will put on someone simply because they have a lot of money and fame, you know. It's crazy. You know, a guy for, famous for being a schmuck, you know, for being an asshole, for being an arrogant prick who didn't give a fuck about anything. That, that's why he was famous. Somehow, though, that guy was able to convince millions of people that he was going to protect their interests, and not only protect their interests, but, like, really fight for their interests and do all he could to, like, protect them. Why would anyone believe such a thing? So disappointing. But, you know, four years into it, well, five years later now, like, you think I'd be kind of used to it now or something, but it's not something I want not ever, ever want to get used to. I don't want to ever get used to, like, millions of people thinking that fascism is cool. Like, our country ain't perfect. It's never been. Could be a lot better. But fascism is way fucking worse. And that's what Donald Trump represented. Dictating to people what religion they can be. Violently moving people out of the way so he can walk around or something, you know. Suppressing free speech, you know. And then corruption and catering the interests of the government to the personal interest of the exec in charge. And stuff. There's a lot of layers to fascism. There's a lot of elements to it. There's a lot of themes in fascism. And fascism does not look the same in every single country. Obviously, if Trump had gotten any further and Trump, Trumpism, American fascism had been allowed to spread even further, this very podcast becomes a certain whatever. You know, it. American fascism is going to be kind of, we already have an idea of what it's going to look like. We already kind of know. Trump sent some cues. You know, there's this mysterious, unmarked. Paramilitary group that just arrives on the scene in Portland and it just starts arresting people without and it so we've seen it, and that was in the news, and that was like a year ago so the the sort of clamp down type of thing we already kind of have an idea of what it would look like in a country that's designed to be free. There would be a lot of misinformation and kind of zzz, gaslighting, you know what is real? How do you even know anymore? you know? gonna be fucking tough, yeah. So I don't know, man. You know, I'm optimistic, but I'm an I'm an optimistic uh, realist, as as you know. Optimistic as I want to be about the future of this country, it's also the you know. It's just we are what we are, you know, and we are a makeup of people, you know. That we are our country is the people that live here at this time. That's and so if. Too many of the people just don't want what this country is. They want it to be something different. They may very well get their wish. And then, of course, by the time they realize their mistake, it'll be too late, you know. So it goes, you know. um, Fascism is extremely oppressive and violent and deadly. And um, the complete opposite of democracy, it's the complete opposite. Um and that's what those people who invaded the capital were doing and that's what they were fighting for. Uh they thought they were freedom fighters, but nope. They were not fighting for freedom. They were they were fighting against it. They were fighting against the people having the right to vote in a free and fair election. And what they were fighting for is the right of a corrupt politician um to basically just discount votes on his own fruition. Just basically just decide to throw at votes because he feels like it and just retain power because he wants to and that is what they were fighting for. Again, they feel or felt, you know, they felt and some of them still feel that they were fighting for freedom, uh, but they were not. Nope. Sorry. That is incorrect. Uh, they, They were not fighting for freedom. Yeah, they got confused. They were misled by a con man. There's that added level of embarrassment. And, you know, God bless them. Don't wish any ill will towards those folks. But there is that added level of embarrassment towards them when, like, you know, the guy that conned them was famous for conning people. You know, that's the kind of the added kick in the balls, you know. Like, good God, what are you all doing, you know. But it's it's all types of folks that fell for his shit, you know, like, there's people I went to college with, I have fraternity brothers and stuff, and all kinds of people I've known a long time, family, and all kinds of people. Now, a lot of them tended to lean a little more conservative politically anyway, you know, and so I think they were more susceptible to drifting towards that, you know, because it's conservatism, it's just... Trump represented extreme conservatism. Let's go back to the Golden Age, whenever that was. Some mysterious era that everything was perfect. Let's go back to that. If you know his entire story, it's clear that he's referencing a time of certain, you know, probably racial segregation type stuff, you know? Yeah. He's a well-known racist, so... I think make America great again. Let's go back to the good old days type of thing. you know, maybe back to the era of Jim Crow laws and stuff, separate but equal. maybe that's what he's referring to who who knows what what specific era of America's past was our best era and we reached our peak for all all people not just one specific group, but like the country as a whole when when was that peak when, when did that happen? you know, according to Trump? When was America at their best? When was this period of time for everyone, for the country as a whole? Again, that's that's a key key component there. Yeah, there was there was the boom in fifties. Yeah, that's wonderful, great. For who though? Was it booming for everybody, like all the citizens, or or just certain groups of of, of people? Yeah, and the. The answer is the latter there. It it was only good for certain groups of people and and still pretty darn shitty for many people. Yeah. So no, the the 50s are not a golden era. We do not want to go back to the 50s. Fuck that. No thank you. 50s restaurants, 50s music, cool, man. 50s themed diners, that's awesome. That's great nostalgia right there. And just kind of keep it there. Yeah. Um, 50s were not perfect. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. There, yes, I was born in nineteen eighty, and yeah, but okay, I I do study history and stuff, and, and and I know you know people get fond for the past, and n- n- no, nope, we don't want to go back to the nineteen fifties. Yes, so again, if you lived through the fifties and you were in a certain group, yeah, it might have been awesome for you, yeah, for you, yeah. What about other people? What, what about other people with maybe a different skin color? Was their plight as fun and exciting and free-flowing? N- no. N- no, it was not. So we don't want to go back to that era, okay? That era had some major, major, major flaws. There was also a war that was going on in the 50s. It's kind of forgotten about. It's called the Korean War. People died, you know, it was a fucking war, you know. But uh, it it's just another weird thing with American, like, generations and, uh, the, you know, like the baby boomers. It, it's kind of, that's a weird group because it, it's so vast and, like, such a huge age range in that group. And it's like, they're not really all quite the same thing, but they kind of get all globbed together. But, like, people born in 1968 are not the same as people born in 1948. You know, it's a, that's a different... Kind of thing, you know. It's a whole different experience, you know. But they're kind of thought of as the same or something, you know. I can't remember what the baby the official year ends, but it's like, you know, baby boom is because World War Two ends and everyone's excited, and there was like several years of no war and a booming economy, and everything's were booming. But then in the mid-50s, there's a Korean War that starts, and then in the early 60s, you know, you have assassinations and civil rights. The 60s, unrest of that, but they're still kind of globbed in with all those people that were born right because, late 40s, because the war ended. But it's kind of a different, you know, it's the tail end of the boom. It's the kind of depression part or something, you know, it's... Weird, and then kind of the beginning of the X, like this sort of. It's like the '60s didn't work out, or something. They, or something like. Uh, the post. Boom. Now what? Generation, and then, I'm like. I'm like uh, identify with the sort of kind of the X generation, but I'm a little young, just a smidge young, I'm like the X generation's little brother that, like, wants to go to the shows, but I'm too young still, you know? Like, when Kurt Cobain died, I was 14, you know, so, like, a minimum, it really just, like, four or five years older, i probably consider myself X generation, you know, if born in mid-70s. But instead, it's considered more Zenial, uh, I guess. Kind of a mini-generation, 77 to 83, which is kind of a weird, a lot of stuff changing, right, in culture and stuff, right in that period of time, you know, there's a lot of it's like these little mini eras, you know. And there's certainly one in like late 80s, early 90s, too. There's a lot of change and stuff there, too. Any time there's change in political dynamics, you know, you have one Republican Party in charge for 12 years, and then early 90s, Bill Clinton becomes president. That was, you know, there's a lot of excitement in the air and stuff, too. Kind of had a, a cooler president or something, you know, more lively and likable. At least in my opinion. Or something. And so, I don't know, Just there's kind of an ebb and flow of the kind of excitement in the air or something. And uh, the positive aspirations towards the future versus like uh, anxiety and stress towards the future, those kind of ebbing and flowing feelings. And you'll kind of see ebbing and flowing booms and birth or something anyway got a little sidetrack there started originally talking about how it was the anniversary of January 6th I think it's just the whole several years have been so absurd and surreal and crazy that it's just it's hard to even like process it because it's all like the information's all out there so it's, it's like why the fuck is it still happening you know what it's like We already know, there's plenty of information about, like, Trump and what he represented and all that to, like, it it would seem to just, that he just went away, you know, people just stopped supporting him because all the the information that is the reality of the man, it is fully available to the public, you know, you don't you don't really have to research that hard, you know, he he is what he is, it's not it's not really a political opinion either it's just based off you know who who he is as a person, not what letter is next to his name. But if you're a Christian, a good term, basically the basic term to refer to a person like Trump, especially one as famous as he is, is an antichrist. I don't really like getting too uh whatever religious, I guess. Name a Christian, but I don't really go to church much. I was confirmed in church when I was a kid, and I still have the connection with her. It's just, it I doesn't really abide by, I don't know, specific religious protocol or something. But with any sort of basic understanding of the teaching of Jesus, and then any basic understanding of the life of Trump. The two lives are the opposite of each other. It's more what I mean by, you know, more. Donald Trump is more the antithesis of the teaching of Jesus. He's representing an incomplete opposite. Instead of empathy, he's offering apathy. Instead of peace and love, he's offering hate and destruction and revenge. Instead of honesty, dishonesty. You know. strength over weakness and all that kind of stuff, and, and sort of pouncing on weakness, you know, abusing people's weakness against them for any, to gain any advantage. Everything he's about is the opposite of the teachings of Jesus. That's why it's so frustrating that so many people claiming to be Christian voted for Trump. There's not really an excuse to vote for Trump. It doesn't really matter what letter is next to his name. It doesn't really matter who he's running against. If you're a Christian, you shouldn't be doing that start screaming about hillary clinton and stuff that that's called changing the subject that's not really relevant it isn't there is no excuse to vote for a person like trump if you're a christian and and of course the thing is you already know that you know if you're a christian if you've read the bible the teaching and specifically the teachings of jesus the gospels according to matthew mark luke and john that that's the specific part that's towards the tail end of the Bible, the New Testament, it's like the last you know, quarter of the Bible or so. The beginning huge chunk is the Old Testament, also referred to as the Torah by the Jews. Jesus was Jewish. That's why the Torah is in the Bible. Yeah, he, he was a Jewish man who lived 2,000 years ago. But his message was not one of promoting the seven deadly sins. He didn't say... He did not promote the seven deadly sins. Whereas Trump basically does. That's what he's fully about. He's unabashed about it. He doesn't even believe in forgiveness. He doesn't believe he has anything to be forgiven for. Even though he's fully and completely out in the open, fully embraced a completely, absolutely sinful life. Fully embracing greed, pride, lust, envy, wrath. Um, gluttony, all that, because that sloth, you know, he's kind of the embodiment of it, which in a weird way, I, you know, I suppose can be sort of helpful. That's like his role in this crazy, you know, play of ours called Life. You can see what happens to a person over the course of many decades who fully embraces the dark side of things in just everything and just has no care for others. And he's just purely focused on his own personal ambitions. You can see it. I mean, he's... you ever looked at the guy's body posture? The way he sulks around? He's like six four, built like a tight end, NFL tight end, and he's like hulking around, you know, slugging around. He'd... Um, and He's been like that for a while, you know. Postures just goofy. we talks, and his mind is diminished. It's it's really wrecked his mind over the years. So it's not like he was, ever, and again, he's, he was never like a mental mastermind by any stretch of the imagination. But he was smarter, but uh, not so much anymore. Just. uh just a sad, pathetic character. You know, not one to aspire to by any stretch of the imagination. Not that you could, anyway. The only way you can become Donald Trump is if you're born into affluence. You, you inherit several hundred million dollars from your parents. Well, then you can certainly become Donald Trump if you want to be. Just be careful, though. If you, if you follow his path too closely, pretty good chance you'll end up in jail. Yeah, he, he got lucky, though. He has plenty of connections and stuff. Stuff and he was born into extreme affluence, so every time he had a big, colossal failure, he, there was always just another one to line up. There's always a new venture to start. So, hopefully, the January 6th committee. Moves along quickly, gets a lot of stuff aired out. I don't know how much it's really going to affect the MAGA crowd. They've been, you know, they're, they're, they've been hypnotized. and Some of them for years now. You know, there's people that have been watching Fox News for years, you know. it It's the root of their understanding of how the world works. It, it's what they think is reality. And some, some of them may know that it's, you know, biased. Because it clearly is. It's. 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 It has no shame about how. It's telling you what to think, you know. It, it's telling you to vote Republican, and mainly in the and one of the main messages is don't vote Democrat, and that, you know, because they're all socialists. Well. No, they're not all socialists. and Actually, not really any of them are, but some of them do want health care as a right and education as a right. But that's the problem with Fox News. They don't just present information. This particular bill has X. It's, this would mean this. You know, they they tell you, you must be against this bill. You, ha- you got to not want the infrastructure bill because, like... Um, it's big government. It's socialism. A lot of times it seems like they can get away with just keeping it to real basic kind of catchphrases. It worked on the on the mega crowd. Three word slogans. Each word is one syllable. Lock her up. Build the wall. You know, very easy to get a big group of people to just sh- shout it out all together. You no, know, it it obviously means nothing. It's just something to get excited and yell together uh, in a big sort of half crowded auditorium, you know, it's fun, you know, and again, it it means nothing, you know, did Donald Trump have any plans to have a wall built? Was he working out anything to make sure that that happened? Of course not. Fuck about building a fucking wall. But if he's screaming out, build the wall in a big crowd would make you vote for him. Well, then yeah, build the wall, build the wall, lock her up. Did he have any uh, legal authority to incarcerate Hillary Clinton because she was Secretary of State while a foreign embassy was invaded? Um, no. W- why would he have any authority to do that? And why would Hillary Clinton be facing criminal charges for sending emails? What, what are we even talking about? What? Huh? Anyway. Um, but, again, lock her up. Three words, each one is one syllable. Very easy for a big crew, crowd of people to shout out real loud all together. It's fun. People get real excited when they scream it out. And, uh, yeah, again, means nothing. Obviously obviously, Hillary Clinton was not going to go to jail. Why, why would she go to jail? What are we even talking about? What? <laughs> um, but people get way into the weeds with some of the conspiracy stuff and whatever the fuck, and, you know off to the races they go, you know, it's hard to follow the logic, but my stepfather is one of those people who, his excuse for voting Trump, or at least excusing Trump, was the word Benghazi, literally, literally, (laughs) he's a grown-ass fucking man, (laughs) you know, works for the military-industrial complex, you know, smart guy, been an electrician for decades, his excuse for excusing Trump and not just outright saying that it's wrong to vote Trump was the word Benghazi. He literally just said it and then just kind of went back to fucking around on his phone. Like, okay, there it is. Just you just kind of tuned out maybe years ago and then just kind of, well, this is what it is, and then just gave... I don't know. No attempt to try to process things from a different angle, I guess. I I don't know. I I don't really know how intelligent, hardworking people come to the conclusion that it's in their best interest to vote for Donald John Trump to be the President of the United States of America and Commander-in-Chief of the United States military. I have a, a real tough time understanding that when some of the very people voting for that guy... Have served in the United States military. You understand the power the military has, what they're capable of. You're going to put that power in that guy's hands? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? And if your only defense for doing that is Benghazi, uh-oh. I think you tuned out a while ago. Aren't really paying attention anymore. You don't even really give a shit. You just kind of said fuck it and are just pretending to care. It's kind of what I think like, wow, this other candidate, not the only other one, but this one other candidate that Mr. Trump is running against didn't handle this foreign embassy situation very well, so I'm going to vote for the con man. I don't understand the logic, and I don't think I ever will. Uh, I don't care what you thought of Hillary Clinton. There ain't no damn excuse to vote for Donald John Trump, period. I give two fucks what you think about Hillary Clinton, or Joe Biden, or the entire Democratic Party. That that argument is completely irrelevant. Who gives a fuck, (laughs) you know? Then vote for somebody else, you know? There's plenty of other people on the presidential ballot. There was Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and then a long list of names of all kinds of people. No, yes, none of us heard anything about them in the news, but they're on that list. Yeah, could vote for any of them if you didn't like Joe Biden. Wasn't any damn excuse to vote for Trump, though. Nope. That was a bad move. That was a mistake. 71 million people made a mistake in 2020. Now, we don't need to make them feel bad about it, but we do need to at some point, we have to come to an understanding that a mistake is a mistake. Yeah, you got to own it. Voting for Trump was a mistake. Yeah, he was not suited for the job and should have not had the job in the first place. The Republican Party was clearly saying that it didn't give a shit by giving the guy the nomination. And then they were doubling down on their, you know, not giving a shit when they decided to promote the guy. You know, that that was them really full public view, we don't care. We just don't. And if you're willing to buy that the Republican Party is defending your interest, and if you're willing to buy all this bullshit that they're saying, well, they'll they'll, they'll keep selling it to you. They'll keep saying all the bullshit if that's what you believe, you know. We're going to make America great again by making abortion illegal. That's going to make your life better. How and what way? Not really sure. that's, That's the tough part. How does it make your life better? And then, uh, you know, they'll, they'll cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations, too. Of course, they already did that several years ago. That's why they're now making abortion illegal. Such a, And they're the small government, fiscal conservative organization, though. Just remember that. They're small government because they're going to punish people if, if they attempt to get an abortion you will be mandated by law to go through with the pregnancy, even if you can't. Yep, yep. Obviously, if a person was seeking abortion, they were seeking it for a reason. And again, the specific reason is none of our business. Yep, certainly not the government man's business. Nope, it is not. It is not government man's business. But, you know, it certainly becomes all of our business when there's people that are going to be forced by law to go to term with pregnancy. That's a crazy situation there. I, I don't really know if Texas really understands what they're getting into or what. I. That's a... Uh, but, again, people in power will do whatever they can to retain power. So, and if they can do things to increase their power, that's, I mean, that's power. You know, that, that's what that's about. It's, it's the exuding of power. We have a power over people. You know, that is a power over, and obviously in Texas, women, you know. And obviously it's going to be certain groups of women that are going to be especially picked on and singled out. certain women in Texas will obviously even under the abortion ban, will still be able to get an abortion, no problem. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be wealthy white women, yes, they will have no problem getting an abortion if they want one. That's the sort of part of the law that's not stated directly, but it's obviously in there, when we all know that. Pe- women who are not wealthy white women will be punished, or people around them will be punished if they attempt to get an abortion. And that's what the law really is. And that's what it's about. Wealthy white women will be allowed to get an abortion under no penalty at all. None. Nothing. Nothing will happen to them at all. And they can get it whenever they need it. Any other type of woman, though, in the state of Texas will face a severe punishment. Or the people around her will face a severe punishment. Yep. So that's what the law is. Yeah. Now, the specific verbiage of said law may not state that, but that is what the law is. That is what it will be. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Oppression. Yeah. It's not about saving babies. No. No, nope, it sure isn't. Sorry. No. Healthcare is still not a right. So that, that person, that human being, that is not even showing that they're pregnant yet, and is going to go through a procedure to make sure the it doesn't go any further. You mandating that they have that and go the full way, well, yeah, they were getting it for a reason. So what happens to them, that human, you know, who doesn't have health care as a right, no basic income? Yeah. yeah. Your response then is kind of fuck you to to that person. Yeah. Or maybe, oh, you shouldn't have had sex or some, some of that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Not really helpful or empathetic really at all. Just just kind of a fuck you. Yep. So that's that's what the abortion ban is. It's not saving babies. Sorry. Nope. That's not what it's doing. Mm-mm, no. Healthcare as a right would be saving babies. Real live actual babies that exist in the world. Um, free daycare. Yeah. yeah. That saves babies. That's a big baby saver. Yeah. Lots of... Lots of, you know, working parents, single mothers, all kinds of people that are trying to raise kids and doing the best they can. But it's tough. It's a real tough thing to raise children, raise healthy babies when you don't have uh, any assistance to do that. So anything things that would do that would certainly help save babies. Yeah. Health care is a right. Education is a right. You know, publicly funded uh, daycare and yeah, universal health care in the highest regard. Yeah. Invest in more pediatric services and all that kind of stuff. Those kind of things would certainly help save babies. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you're not willing to invest in those. You're willing to invest in banning abortion, you know, and making abortion illegal. Um, yeah. Not really going to save babies, though. Um, oh, sorry. That that's not really what it's going to do. I know you think so, but um, th- the other key thing, though the kind of underlying root of it, why they were saying that to you, the Republican guy that was promising to ban abortion, he was saying that to you so you would vote for him. And then the first thing he did, and it again, he, that's the other thing, yeah, he was promising you to ban abortion. It, 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 most, it primarily is a he. It's a guy that's going to ban a procedure that only affects a woman. Yeah, it seems kind of weird. What What authority does that guy have to... Dictate to a woman what is in the best interest of her own body, and and when when does when is the exact point? And these people that say, well, it's at conception, huh? Um, if you believe that, then that's what you believe. Okay, cool. Um, other people that you don't know having sex and kind of like whoops, and then the next morning taking a pill, and then it's all and no one knows and. You know, you believe life began at consen- Oh, okay. Then, then you believe that, and you have a whoops moment. Then you do nothing, and and maybe you even like try to do things to make sure that it does happen or something. I I don't know. That's you. You you do you. Great. Other people might be like, look, we're not in a position to raise a baby or take care of it and if we can do something now early before it's even even remotely close to be even being a baby it's 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 nothing yet it, i mean it's something but it, that something is not a human child yet you know and even if you want to it may not even become that anyway either that there's a lot can happen during nine months of a pregnancy you know it's it's a long process but in those first few weeks couple months that there's not really going to it's going to be the most basics of the basics of the beginnings of the beginnings of the beginnings of the beginnings, you know. Um, the, the, the most elemental things of you know I don't know I, I, it's very uh, I get people when they get all fired up about it, but the government man getting involved to a point where it's going to punish people for getting said procedure. That, that's where it's gone too far. That's going way too far. You know, that, that's over-meddling. That's big government. And um, I definitely don't like big government. It leads to fascism and oppression and authoritarianism and violence and destruction. It's no good, you know. And it tends to oppress and destruct just all kinds of people, but definitely people on the poorer ends, definitely people who don't look a certain way or fit into a certain particular box. Those are the ones that tend to get fucked with the most first, these kind of oppressive systems. So hopefully that stupid law goes away, plus a lot of the other Republican Party dumb dumbness. So still hopeful for twenty twenty two to be a good year, at a minimum better than twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one wasn't too bad. A little a little improved from twenty twenty because you know twenty twenty was a pretty low bar. I thought man that was a shit year. Fuck, talking about last year and play that. The sooner that one gets further into review, the better. But we're still kind of in the lingering aftertaste, taste of that tail end of the Trump era, and the beginning of the Cronus shit and all that. Like, still kind of lingering in it. It's still kind of festering, you know. Hey. That vaccine, it don't work. They didn't do the proper research on the vaccine, and I, I ain't taking the vaccine. It's like fucking... Uh, so far into it and stuff, it's like... But, you know, I don't know. I guess it just makes a question, you know, what is life? Just enjoy each day. Got to spend some time with the kids last night. Throughout today, today we play a little basketball and just hanging out and stuff. And got some trips planned in February. It's more just like we'll try to enjoy the days, you know? Who knows when you'll go? Like, because uh, now there's like millions of people that are just so, so just like fuck it that they're willing to expose themselves to a preventable airborne disease. One that's very deadly. No, it doesn't kill everyone it infects but it's a high enough mortality rate like fuck you know all you have to do is get poked in the arm and then your chances of dying from the disease are virtually zero and then on the flip side the only people dying from it and there's like thousands a day and shit are the ones who have not got poked in the arm well yeah just, just get poked in the fucking arm like what the fuck really you know like I don't even see how that's a choice. Yeah, like, it doesn't even hurt that bad. After I got my second shot for with the Moderna COVID vaccine, I went running. I ran about four miles up in Bellingham. And then uh, after the run, I took a little nap. And then had some Mexican food and went jogging around a little bit more and drank lots of water. No soreness at all actually felt great actually felt really good the next day I felt like I got kind of a boost but the second shot was not really a booster I don't think but um yeah I, I felt great the following few days I actually felt a little better like it uh, boosted the immune system or something it was like it felt better you know so I don't know and that was uh that was well fuck I don't know Whenever that was, fairly not right away, but pretty early in the process. You know, within a few weeks of being eligible to go, I went. So it was April, May, some, maybe June. I I don't know. Whatever the fuck, it was months and months and months ago. I already forgot about. I'm actually due to get the the booster soon. So again, feel great, and it's so out of my mind that I barely even think about it. But it, it. which I feel guilty about because it's still a thing. You know, there's still people dying from COVID. You're like and the only people dying are not vaccinated. That that's a fact. You know. Well, I think it's like one out of maybe one out of a thousand have some sort of vaccine that are dying from it. Vast overwhelming majority of people dying from COVID are unvaccinated. So to not be one of those people, your best shot is to get vaccinated, so do what you gotta do, and I know I get it. you've heard all kinds of stuff and it didn't come out of nowhere. the vaccine uh it wasn't just invented out of thin air. Uh, I know that came out quickly, but the, um there's there's kind of like base knowledge stuff they're not they're not inventing the tire, you know they're not inventing the wheel, I should say every single time they come up with a new vaccine. The wheel has already been invented. They're just adding tread to it, type of thing, you know? So, yeah, it came out quickly. Why? Because it was killing millions of people worldwide. Yeah. So they were really urgent about it. And uh, there's probably scientists working around the clock all over the world, communicating back and forth, and, you know, to try to get to the root of the matter as quickly as possible. Again, adding tread to the tire that was added to the wheel that, and the wheel was in, invented a long 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 time ago so that's kind of in a my way of understanding i am not a i don't, I don't even <laughs> see i don't even know the fucking word to describe the what what is dr Fauci? what, what epidemiologist is that what it is shit i forget but anyway the basic structure of how vaccines work and all that stuff was invented a long, long, long time ago. Long time ago. We've been using vaccines for a long time. So we don't have to kind of invent the idea of a vaccine every time we need a new one. You know what I mean? So we already kind of know how they work. Scientists do anyway. I don't specifically. don't know the nuts and bolts that I don't really need to. That's not really my job. I'm a marketing major from a accredited university so i guess i'm attempting to use my education to try to compel people to do the right thing a don't vote republican who you vote in otherwise is a completely other matter i tend to vote for democrats green party and independents but it really depends on the specific candidate i like to read about them research them uh, and spend a little time kind of figuring out who the, who are they you know and um dang what was the other thing and Make sure to get vaccinated, because you are far less likely to die from COVID. Because, I mean, shit, there's so many things you can die from in this world. Why die from something that you can just get poked in the arm, and then you won't die from that thing? So at least that's one thing you're not going to die from. Take that off the list. That's cool, you know. Yeah, million fucking other ways to die in this country, but at least that one fucking thing... You're not gonna die from it. You can rest assured for that thing, because it seems to be killing a lot of people right now. So, get poked in the arm. It doesn't hurt that bad. If you're scared of fucking needles and you're afraid to admit it, like just turn your head. And there'll be a big strong person or even a nice nurse. They'll give you a nice little band-aid. Maybe you can even request one that has Mickey Mouse on it or something. You can like pretend like you were, you know, or whatever. You know, it doesn't hurt that bad. They're not that bad. But then you won't die from COVID. So that's cool. You should do that. Don't die from COVID. You know, you should do the right thing and not die from COVID, okay? We, we'd like you to stick around. <laughs> okay, I think I'm going to call it there. I'm getting close to my hour on my Anchor app. This podcast is recorded. All my podcasts are recorded on the Anchor app. If you don't have the Anchor app, download it. Very easy to start your own podcast. I'm just a regular dude, and uh, you can record hour-long podcasts, and then they're available on Spotify. So download your Anchor app, start up your own podcast. Make sure you register to vote. Get yourself vaccinated if you aren't already. Stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary, thinking out loud.